Welcome to another episode of Inspired Artist Podcast with me, Porter Singer. I'm speaking with Jens Jarvie in this episode, who is a spiritual musician. He uses mantra and English language lyrics to bring his audiences into states of connection and joy. And we talk in this episode about the various wisdom teachings that Jens has come across, the uh, explorations that he's taken, the um, the significance for him of stepping out as a musician and deciding that we as musicians have something important to share, which is something that I know a lot of people will be able to relate to. And um, he's just such a sweet and mellow soul. It was relaxing just talking to him. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation and be inspired to discover some of his beautiful music. So here we go. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. I like your backdrop. Yeah, this is my my place here in Sebastopol. Oh, cool. I like it there. I've been there. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, we've never met in person, but I feel like we, we must've been in similar places because you've been to Bhakti Fest and stuff, right? Exactly. I think mostly I know of you through Chad because yeah, same here. And also through Greg. Um, so yeah, but you know, maybe we've even uh, met each other at Bhakti Fest without, um, knowing because you know i've been going there for a few years so yeah were you scheduled to go to this last one that was canceled not not to shakti as a performer um but i was considering going but it's a that's a big push for me to do twice a year so usually i just like to do the um the fall yeah yeah fall journey yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I was working for it for a while, so I was like there in two capacities. So, yeah, it's going to yeah. be interesting to see how all of um, the festivals kind of merge and transform, and you know where where's everything going from here. Yeah, I was. It's funny. I was actually contacted by this festival in Russia yesterday, and he was talking to me about it and he was like, you know, and we have this many people per workshop and whatever. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So you're doing it online this year because of the virus. He's like, no, we always do it online. Uh (laughs) Really? (laughs) You know, there's something about it. You don't have to get in your car. You don't have to drive anywhere. You know, you're hanging out in your space and you know, I've, I've actually had some, some really nice zoom experiences through all of this um, where I felt a lot of connection and love and, um, and ease because I didn't have to like make a huge journey out of it. And, you know, so. Yeah. Or wear pants, you know, exactly. You yeah. just throw on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Cool. So, um, how do you know, Chad? I know Chad just through music. Yeah. Over the, I've, I played with him the first time, maybe like six years ago up at the Jackson Wellsprings. And I was playing percussion with him. And then from there, just kind of on the circuit. And then he started coming to Sebastopol more. And I was hosting him here at my place. We have a a spot called the Source Light Dome. Um, So we do concerts here. And yeah, just 
you know, same same crowd, same community, and uh, yeah, he's he's a real beautiful brother. Cool. Yeah, he he actually did my first ever podcast. That was my first episode was with Chad. Uh huh. Very cool. So you like him? I'm imagining you have been touring quite a bit. You know, I've been touring a bit. Um, it's not like my full time thing. So you know, and I I kind of uh, pick and choose. Um, you know, just regarding like what's in my means. You know, because it's not like my full time full time experience. Um, but this year I was actually uh, really, you know, looking forward to kind of picking that up a little bit more. And then all of a sudden that changed. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Different plan. Yeah. So, but yeah, Chad's always inspired me at his capacity to really just tour, 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 tour. You know, for me being a Taurus with six planets in Taurus, I'm like, that sounds good and you know let's pick and choose where we where we want to go with things you know um my sorry my toddler's here so i'm just muting <laughs> i'm okay. just try doing my best I, i'm trying the approach where i i just continue the conversation as sure. opposed to stopping um so have you been doing much like you've been doing some online concerts though i saw right absolutely yeah, yeah. I do some online concerts. We're actually doing one tonight. We have, um, you know, a full moon celebration happening at 8 p.m. And uh, I'll be playing with my oh, cool. dear friends, Sahar Pinkham and uh, Diana Jeezy. So. Oh, cool. Well, if you want, I can release the video of this tonight. I won't be able to edit the podcast um, that okay. soon. But uh, yeah, and that way we can do a little promo. Cool. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Uh, so yeah, I mean, we're, this is basically just a conversation. I mean, if there's anything that you specifically want to talk about, feel free to, you know, mention it, but uh -huh. I'm, I kind of, I had this idea for the podcast being at Bhakti Fest and Satnam Fest and just having uh -huh. these great conversations with fellow musicians kind of backstage. Yeah. And I was going, it'd be really cool if people could hear these because totally. we have great conversations. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> wonderful. I was just, you know, flashing on that today just how much I love, you know, having conversations that, you know, are engaging with one another and, and specifically, you know, around the topic of music and transformative music that really, you know, I feel is so um, prevalent to our times, you know, so that's really exciting. So what's your, do you have a theme for tonight? The theme for tonight, uh, I've been tuning in um, kind of to this like st very strong theme of compassion, you know, of deep compassion for like how um, how everyone must be feeling, you know, at this time and specifically the feeling of confusion, you know, that um, none of us really know what's going on. And there's a lot of information out in the world right now. And it's like, we're all trying to find our way through that information to really um, feel into like, what's true. And so I just feel a lot of compassion in that, um, both with 
within myself and the you know the greater expansiveness of the collective and so yeah that feels like a big one and i just want to i want to touch that place and and also a dedication to um you know all the people who are struggling and you know really suffering through um this time because i think it's it's easy to get caught up in the uh you know the privileged experience of comfort and forget about the rest of the people who might be really be going through a lot of challenges in life for sure yeah well no i love what you're talking what you were saying about the compassion and um i was actually having a conversation with my my friend about this the other day because she was like my gosh people are just like not even listening to each other they're just like yelling stuff at each other and what's going on and i was like oh my god i mean they must be really afraid you know yeah yeah it's you know none of us really know what is what is what is real you know yeah yeah so we just have to we have to take refuge in what we do know to be stable which you know in in that i i just always kind of revert back to simplicity you know of of the breath and of uh, meditation and of practice and you know, being simple, uh, watering the plants, you know, waking up in the morning, you know, just being simple in life. And, and that's very comforting because we kind of take a, a break from the, the busyness of the mind and trying to figure everything out when really it's kind of impossible. Like we can't figure it all out, um, but we can, you know, put our energy, energy consciously into that feeling of our own joy and our own contentment in life. And that in itself, I do believe has a, a very big result, um, you know, for the greater whole. Sure, sure. And in in your personal and our personal lives in any event and yeah, can't really control much else. <laughs> exactly, you know, so. That's cool. So y'all are doing that at 8 p.m. Pacific time. And yep, yep. people can um, tune in how? It's going to be Facebook Live, so it'll be through my page, Jens Jarvi. Um, and, yeah, we'll just uh, stream it. and Cool, cool. Fun. We'll go for about two hours or so. And, um, you know, mostly focused on kind of the, the heart wide open vibe of just giving a full, full experience. Um, so, yeah. So do you have your band members join you physically or are they going to be like live streaming tonight we're doing uh physical oh, yeah cool. uh, we haven't been doing that for the last month uh right when this first began we did a couple live streams and then you know we kind of just let the energy dissipate and kind of went to our own things and you know i was doing a bit of just um solo offerings and then uh -huh. yeah it just feels like it's ready to have a, a space with the three of us and um yeah just I've been seeing some artists do these like, um, I don't know, what would you call it? Like almost sessions where they, they're in three different spaces or there's two of them, they're in two different spaces. And I've seen that. I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive because I would have been nervous to do that if I hadn't seen it, given like delay. Well, I don't think they're actually in the real time. I think uh, people send the frame of the, of the recording uh -huh. and then you receive that 
um, recording and then you play to that. So then you have, um, you know, uh, oh, in, in okay. timing and then it's gotta be a pro cause I've been seeing them as well. I was, I thought this was like an app that you could use. I don't know. I have to research it. Maybe. I don't think there's something out. I don't think there is something yet that can take away the latency issue. Okay. So I was, cause I was like, how did they do that? And that's, that's the best answer I came up with. It's got to be a recording because then it's easy. Like you say right. recording and I play my part to it. And then you put the three together and you have a great. Um, oh, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so that That's the best thing it's being done. Um, and that's cool. It's really um, a nice way to still see everyone's energy. Um, but yeah, we're all, we're all close neighbors here. So yeah, that's cool. Sebastopol is a cute, a cute little community. It is a great community. Yeah. Absolutely. It's very, yeah. it's been super supportive, um, you know, of, of my musical project over the last five years and just been really consistent at offering, um, you know, music to the community, the chanting and the kirtan. And um, it's been great, you know, just feel really loved and supported here. Have you done this type of music for a long time or is this something you started? Um, the the kind of mantra fusion um came a, came about five years ago um and you know naturally i was doing kind of singer songwriter style um since i was about 20 years old um and you know continued to write songs i went to naropa university in in boulder uh colorado and um studied for three years on a degree called music as a mode of transformation and bridged uh, music psychology and religious studies and naturally cool. it was really cool <laughs> super fun and right up my alley and you know i just thought i always knew that if i was to go to college i just wanted to do something that was really inspiring to me and you know that those elements alone like the music psychology and religious studies just kind of bridged everything that i felt really passionate about and um and then going to a place like naropa where you had an influence like trungpa rinpoche that was so um full-on in his uh you know expression of bringing you know tibetan buddhism to the west you know, in this version of crazy wisdom was like, yes, this is awesome. I don't know anything about Naropa University and it sounds like I want to. You want to tell us yeah. a little bit about it? Yeah. So it was um, founded by Trungpa Rinpoche and Allen Ginsberg. And in the 70s, it was a very hip happening place where, you know, people like Ram Das and, um, you know, Trungpa and Allen Ginsberg and Jack Kerouac, um, you know, lots of these, you know, wonderfully known counterculture uh, humans came together in, in this kind of mesh pit of, you know, learning the depth of meditation practice. And um, yeah, he was just a masterful teacher in uh, his delivery. And, you know, it was also, he really met the culture where it was at. And so it was just, a, it's a really um, inspiring story and and really interesting to um to check it out so cool i'm taking notes as you write this so i'm muting so you don't hear my keystrokes um that sounds really cool so you went there for for four years i'm assuming i went there for three years three years okay I fully finished the degree I decided, oh, okay 
Yeah, I was having kids at that same time. Oh, wow. That's uh, so a I fate. Went out, I went out there with one child, um, and then we, we had another child upon arriving in Boulder. So it was like kind of a lot, um, <laughs> you know, raising two kids and going to college and providing for everyone. And But the music continued to really pour through me. And at that point, I kind of merged into um, it was uh, – kind of the sound healing realm um so it was creating an experience called um mindfulness uh music mindfulness and meditation um or something of that sort which basically you know allowed me to really offer kind of a deep sound journey um you know with lots of instruments because i've always been kind of a multi-instrumentalist so lots of instruments lots of uh, vocal sounding because I always felt that the vocal, um, you know, the human vocal was the most potent and profound instrument that exists ever throughout all time and space. And I just really love opening myself up in that way, especially in an improvised manner. Um, so yeah, with the study of you know, the wisdom teachings and just continuing to write the wisdom teachings infused my songs and then started to learn more about mantra and then um, really opened up to it, um, I guess, when I was about 33 and just realized, like, wait a second, all of the songs that I'm writing are so in tune with the meanings of these mantras. And wow, there's a whole practice here, you know, called kirtan. And this is so exciting because it's it just felt so at home in the in the world of kirtan and call and response chanting. So I I came to it you know via a very innocent place you know it wasn't through necessarily um, you know a tradition or a culture it was more just my own fascination with when I sit down and start to play you know mantras and I do it for a period of time i'm like wow i feel so open and expansive and connected mm -hmm. to god and this is great and i want to do this for other people i want to bring people together in this vein and like sing together and pray together and it really was just a, a just a perfect opportunity to um really bridge what i had always wanted which was to share the depth of prayer through music in a social gathering that was really heartfelt and meaningful for people. And so I feel like, yeah, it was a coming home. That's cool. As you mentioned the voice, I just noticed how all these birds are chirping behind you. Right. Really sweet. Yeah. yeah. I, have, I have this beautiful forest, um, <laughs> right? You know, we're on 10 acres. So there's a bunch of Douglas firs and these, oh, wow. I guess, I think they're tanagers and, and they've just been singing, singing, singing away. So, so cool. Yeah. There's one. Uh. It, what is your feeling personally? I know that there's no like correct answer to this and you can change your mind later, but do you feel a difference when you're repeating English words over and over again to say repeating? I don't know what, like, do you pull from all traditions? Or are you just doing? Like Sanskrit? I, no, um, mostly uh, Sanskrit, um, you know, mantras. But what I find is that when I'm, when we're in the depth of a, of a call and response chanting, um, and then I 
and and most of the people in the space are English speaking um, as their primary language that when I drop a line in English that then it, it just has so much power right because now you know we've been chanting this kind of foreign phrase you know for example om gum ganapataye namaha which people are like okay this is fun i'm going to give myself to it mm -hmm. you know we're we're removing obstacles um you know we're 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 opening up to receive the wisdom of the divine but then you know i'll drop like a line that says i'm going to push on through i'm going to open up the door and we'll just sing that like i'm going to push on through i'm going to open up the door you know to my heart and all of my love and like i find that the two just work really well together like then people immediately are able to embody like oh this is what this is like i like this you know i'm i want to push on through i want to open up the door you know i want to be connected to my heart i want to feel the vast you know expansive expression of love in all of my being um so yeah i find that it it's like any practice that it's 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 up to us to do the practice you know and the practice is only as powerful as we allow it to be you know and if we're stuck in our critical mind or our judgmental mind it's probably not going to be that powerful you're probably going to be in more of a suffering state but if you relax and open things might emerge that reveal wow that was an amazing moment of just the the truth of myself being revealed and you know i tuned into all these emotions and this healing process and you know it's like a real organic um you know manifestation of the healing path you know in the moment so do you do you feel like the combo is is a winner because the yeah go ahead i personally love the combo i love the combo you know because it creates more accessibility um i've definitely gone through my own kind of inner evaluations of it all um and and through all of that I, i've still come to the place that i deeply 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 have such um, honor and respect for the traditions and the lineages from which these beautiful chants and mantras come forth you know and you know within me uh choosing to 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 recite them and to 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 be in presence with them that in singing you know the english phrasing for people who speak english it only um builds upon the power that already exists you know so yeah i i think it's a great way to go have you had um experiences where you're chanting with people who are not native english speakers i have i just actually got the opportunity to um my friend vish um who started the global uh festival the uh, global festival for the pandemic um global festival of holy names um and he invited me to come and offer um you know some maha mantra and it was really beautiful because you know in that live i was basically singing for what felt mostly like you know um indian people in the vaishnava tradition and 
you know, I just, I just felt received, you know, I felt like for me, when I show up to um, give myself to a chant, it's my, it's how I, I connect to my own devotion, you know, and I feel like if I'm accessing my devotion, you know, that's what's being felt. And so it's just always kind of really my, you know, it's my invitation to myself just to be in my devotional heart. And what a what an amazing way to do that, but to chant, you know, a beautiful mantra like Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And, you know, I remember the first time I heard that chant, you know, at the rainbow gatherings down in the Krishna camp, and it was so ecstatic and alive and celebratory of that very spirit that is the divine union of, you know, one and everything. And so I've always just felt super called to it and, and deeply um, connected to the devotional heart within that. Do you, are, are you connected to any sort of spiritual tradition in particular? Or do you? I, no, I would say I'm not. I would say that I, I study and receive a lot of, different things um you know from tibetan buddhism earlier on um teachers like trungpa rinpoche and and pema chodron and adyashanti and non-dual teachers um and but yeah i don't i don't um it's just never been a part of my um path necessarily to like just give myself all myself to one tradition or or lineage that's cool so you've never felt like you wanted to join something yeah it's just never been in my uh makeup you know so to speak like you know i've even had some um one vedic astrology reading that really stood out for me was you know that he basically said you know you you may find a you know a guru in this life but you know it's also not looking super likely that it's just not (laughs) it's not your nature you know Uh and that resonates with me in the sense that yeah i just kind of feel like that kind of person that I, i love i love receiving you know all of the wisdom teachings and i've even had moments where i like i really want that experience of like you know a guru or a teacher or um, this, the stability of one tradition, but it's just, I'm too, you know, just in the flow of, you know, where life guides me. And, you know, I, I just believe it's all here for the great um, unfolding. And, you know, I receive what I feel like is good and beneficial for me to receive and use it to, to, to benefit, um, you know, my life and my path and, and be the best human I can be. So. Amen. Mm. (laughs) Sounds good. Mm. So do you have, I know you mentioned you were going to be touring this year and it got, you had a change of plans or the, or the the world had a change of plans. Yeah. A little change of plans. Um, Do you, do you have like um, other, are, are you, are you, doing something else or what, how have you kind of modulated your life around that? My big intention for 2020 was like to give 100% to my musical path Mm -hmm. because, you know, I hadn't um, really done that yet. 
you know, it's always been like a 50% kind of thing, you know, and I've accomplished a lot with 50%. Um, but it was always just a matter of like, really, that net that 100%, you know, to really um, create exposure. And, and, you know, I spent um, over the last two years, I released two really, in my opinion, wonderful albums, um, really high productions worked with Ben Leinbach. And um, just, yeah, created some really, really beautiful work. Um, and released those albums. And, um, you know, I think as a musician, it's just always the journey of how do you get your music out there? And um, so, yeah, when, when, when 2020 came, it was like, okay, this is the year to, to give 100% to my music. And, you know, and the way I saw doing that was like, okay, I want to tour more and, um, you know, I just want to share more. And um, that's changed. And so now it's actually been a really interesting shift um, in just feeling... Um, I feel for the last 15 years or so, I've held really strongly to a feeling of desire around music and my participation with my musical path in the world. And that hadn't really manifested. Like there was certain blocks, you know, happening that were felt like they were really preventing me from fully having it. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like even just over the last week, couple weeks, um, I've just kind of surrendered a little bit to like my um, my ex the expectations I have around myself with my music and just in that feeling of like surrender it's like you know little opportunities have been popping up all over the place you know um, invitations I I'm I'm a very much a, a man of invitations I love invitations so it's like Oh yeah, do a podcast. Okay, great. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> um, hey, be a part of our song circle. All right, that sounds great. Um, you know, so I'm just feeling like some movement around some of these heavy blockages that were very much around the um, experience of subconscious shame, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that feeling of, you know, am I good enough? do people want to hear my music um all of these you know kind of deeply uh rooted um subconscious experiences that i think many of us go through on the artist path you know of uh how do we give ourselves to the world and and feel safe enough um within that and um so yeah it's it's been a really beautiful breakthrough so to speak and i'm excited to actually just kind of let everything that I've held on to in the past dissolve and just be like, I'm, I'm going to show up with this newness and I'm going to give my all because it's what I love to do. I just love so much to play, um, you know, this beautiful music for people and to create energy and experience around it that brings people together and more importantly serves as amazing medicine you know to help people through the days that are challenging and are difficult mm -hmm. you know so that's that's really what i see as the potency of um you know musicians who are playing music that really have that frequency level that does become medicine for the people 
I I had this experience when I was a singer songwriter of performing in coffee shops a lot, uh-huh. and it would be for like just a few people at a time. Sometimes someone would actually listen. Other times it was just sort of like background noise for their conversation or whatever. But I I did this like for months and months and months. I did it like three times a week or something. Uh huh. And then I was invited to play at this festival where I played for like I don't know a thousand people in some food court or whatever. And in that moment when I was sitting there, I was like, oh, that's why I had to play for all for like all those, you know, because I needed the practice. Exactly. <laughs> it would have been really overwhelming to be put in front of a thousand people if, you know, if, if I hadn't done that. It's so, so it's so true. And yeah. you know, I got to um have a little taste of that remembrance. You know, we just um I was just a part of a of a, of a singer-songwriter retreat called Awakening Earth. Um songwriting retreat and had the, the the joy to collaborate with um robin leapman who is bloom and theo grace of Entheogen and uh carmen crow mama crow um, destiny love um larry davowski um of nyu and um eric james uh known as mowgli and it was a really beautiful cast of, of wonderful cool. facilitators. But within that, the container, we had about 30 participants and the, the vulnerability of sharing. And, and, and the assignment was that everyone had to present a song that they wrote over the course of our time together. And at the, um, on the final day during that, that vulnerability of sharing was so deep. And even for the facilitators, like we were feeling, you know, the nervousness and so you know it just ties into what you said is like you know this practice of getting up in front of people and giving your your heart of art is like it's a big deal you know and you need practice at doing that and 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 the the path of the musician it is you know has a lot of initiations in it you know and it's like yeah you start by playing for a room of no one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sometimes and then maybe it's five people and then it's 10 people and then it's a hundred people and then it's a thousand people and you know it just it's all yeah it's just all part of the path and yeah. uh, you know and then it's five again <laughs> and then it's five again and you're like all right <laughs> Whatever. yeah that's yeah, awesome yeah so exposure has been big on my mind for 2020 is just how to get you know, the music that I have produced out into the world more. Yeah. And also just to, um, yeah, be more involved in my offerings and my collaborations and my connections um, that keep it fun and exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so much, so many more people have so much more free time now. Mm -hmm. What a great time to be sharing music. You know, there's people who really want to listen. There's people who, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also kind of a... um, you know, like a homesteader, so to speak. Um, so I, I, I spend a lot of time gardening and, uh, I'm always in that push and pull, like, Oh, I want to be outside because it's so beautiful, but Oh no, I gotta be inside and I gotta, you know, I should be recording and I should be doing all this stuff. And I'm like, ah, so, (laughs) you know, I figure it all comes at perfect times. Yeah. It's a balance. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was speaking with um with this woman who who's 
she has she uses the agile model for her for her parenting. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if you're I wasn't familiar with it, maybe you are. It's like a, a corporate thing. It's this man who developed this model of um it's a method of communication between between people. But basically she has these like entire walls of a calendar with these post-it notes and her family can add things to the calendar and whatever. But if but if she wants to but if she like wants to be outside, for example, she'll actually like put it up on the wall in her house so she sees it. And it's like, okay, I'm gardening right now. Exactly. <laughs> and now I will be on my computer. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's that's really impressive because I'll make notes for myself, but then I forget to look at them. Exactly. So that seemed like a really, yeah, a really well, great way to do it. Most of the notes I take, I I never look back. Yeah. <laughs> but that's part of my learning process is by writing, I mm-hmm. actually take it all in. So I don't need to look back. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what was that thing, you know? Yeah, same here. Yeah. I, I started this thing of like, um, I could close my eyes and kind of like write it on a mental list and then I could, I could retain it later. I haven't done that in a while, but that used to be a, a tactic of mine before. I mean, the phone's great. Cause you have your, you know, I have my notepad and my phone. So uh-huh. I can like, if I think of something, I'll write it in there, but yeah. And, and but especially yeah. the voice memos, you know, mm. for song catching and yeah. new songs. I mean, I've, I've managed to, um, you know, just gather so much material for songs and, have written so many songs just off my voice memos and capturing those melodies when they come in. Yeah, that's so that's so key. Yeah, it is. Um, I I had I remember having to do that with like a karaoke machine back uh, in the day. I know, right? I, but she actually made me realize that I, I probably have a lot of voice memos that I haven't listened to. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the question of do you want to go back into all those voice memos and, and try to write a song out of every one? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's one thing I've been, uh, you know, also realizing through this time is how so many of the songs that I've written are so relevant to, mm. to this moment. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, wow, these songs are just all so potent for what's happening right now. It's like, you know, I've I've been writing songs for for this great turning, you know, and I've always felt that that my my style was are all always very specific to you know sentiments of hope and upliftment and you know being uh, connected and and aligned to the path you know that brings us joy and fulfillment and you know depth mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i mean being able to maintain that amidst enormous change which everybody's experiencing right now is really hardcore practice i mean it's it definitely has you utilize what you thought you had or what you have in a completely new way totally yeah yeah very much so yeah wow fun do you want to tell um us about your upcoming projects or things we should look out for ways to connect with you yeah let's see what are my upcoming projects um well, I'm really inspired to uh, produce another album or two um, that are kind of more of just a very simplified version of the music. I feel like the last two albums that I did, you know, they're full on production, um, lots of instruments, lots of, you know, um, vocal layerings and very full. 
and I'm just having a craving for just really deep, simple, you know, um, instrumental um, components, but, you know, just really simple, you know, stuff that you put on and it just really drops you into a very deep place. So I'm really excited um, for that, um, have that in the works. And um, yeah, I look forward to, to being out and, and touring when um, that is possible again. Um, if that appears not to be possible, I'm also um, looking at the possibility of just doing some more Zoom offerings, you know, such as um, daily chant practice, uh, you know, more, more online um, offerings. So just kind of tuning in with that. And yeah, other than that, um, yeah, I think mostly just uh, recording and, and production feels like um, I'm really called to that right now. Cool. When you said the simplified version, I, I heard like uh, that bird track. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. I would love that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some things, you know, so poignant about simplicity, you know, and uh, so, yeah, I, I we'll see if that's in my capacity. Usually once I get going, I'm like, oh, <laughs> but I hear that and I hear that. But still, just, I, I want to work with really high level production, but, you know, really um, just, you know, emphasizing more the the roots of mm -hmm. the offering. Cool. Yeah. And you have a website? Mm-hmm. I do have a website. Yeah, you can go to Jens Jarvie and the heartwideopen.com and uh, sign up on my email list there. And uh, also Spotify, Jens Jarvie and the Heart Wide Open. Um, Instagram, same. And uh, Facebook as well. Mostly cool. everything on face, Facebook and Instagram. So, And then also I have some, um, just before this started, I was moving in the direction of getting all the um, kirtans, uh, I've been recording them live and getting them on a SoundCloud. So I do have three um, kirtans that happen over the uh, the course of Shiva Ratri. Um, so there's three full-length kirtans on cool. SoundCloud that are really fun and um, exciting as well. Fun. So lots of ways to hear you and be part of your music. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Also have a YouTube channel. I'm, you know, I'm not uh, super active on it, but you know, there's some stuff on there. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for being willing to do this and for waiting out the breaks Absolutely. due to my, my family situation right now. Yeah, no problem. Thank Thanks for having me and uh, good to finally meet and connect. Yeah, you too. I look forward to more to come. Arizona was definitely on the, on the stops. Oh, I'm in Washington now though. Oh, you're in Washington. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Where are you at in Washington? In Redmond. Okay. Redmond, which is? Near Seattle. It's like a suburb of Seattle. Okay. Are you yeah. um, friends with uh, Rob and Melissa? No. No. Rob and Melissa are up there in Seattle and they're, they're wonderful. Kirtan oh, cool. Ballers. Oh, sweet. Okay. Is that how they call themselves when they perform? Rob and Melissa, yeah. Rob and Melissa. Okay. Well, I shall look them up. They're a lovely couple. Actually, someone was just asking me about Kirtan, I think in the exact place where you're at. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They said, do you know anyone in... in, in that area would what would place is it redmond redmond yeah i think so yeah oh how cool well i really look forward to meeting some other musicians here okay yeah cool. so if you hear of anyone send them my way and you're going oh. by the name of porter porter now yeah i've gone back to my birth 
Okay. Original name. Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Although. Thank you so much, Porter. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jens. Have a great day. All right. So, um, Bye.